Hello everyone, it is Tuesday, November 3rd of 2020, here from the snowy climbs of Ottawa, Canada. That's right, seasons are changing, it's getting cold, there's snow on the ground here, but nonetheless, the podcast continues. Chris here, along with my boys Tyler and Shaker, Full House is back here in the studio tonight. Thanks for joining us again on the Backmarkers F1 Show podcast. This is episode 96, looking at the Emilia Romagna Grand Prix recap, a little bit of a handful. That was well done. Thank you. Thank you. I wish they would have just went with either San Marino Grand Prix or Imola Grand Prix. Yes. But I don't know why they didn't go San Marino. I don't know. It would have been a nice little throwback, yeah. right? It would have been. It would have been. Anyways, what are you going to do? Just a little bit. Just a reminder to let you know that we are sponsored by the GPbox.com. Check the links down below if you want any discounts on some great F1 memorabilia or merchandise. And uh, check out those links. We'll put it all in the description of this video. All right. I almost forgot one more housekeeping note. Uh, if you guys head to our profile on uh, on our Twitter page, pinned at our profile is our giveaway contest mm-hmm. uh, for our 100K video challenge. So the Max Verstappen fans, whether they're better than the Italian Tifosi, uh, that video, I think, is uh, hovering around 83,000 views. Thank you to everybody that's checked out that video, but we want to get it to over 100,000 views as that would be our first 100K video. So all you got to do is you got to either retweet or like the tweet. You can do both if you want another entry. Click the link to the video. Once we get over 100K views, we will randomly select a winner and uh, send you that great prize. It is a Race Use 2014 Marisha 7th Gear Ratio. So uh, I've ordered it. It is on its way. Hopefully, uh, if we so, get like, it. It's the actual gear? Yeah, it's the actual gear ratio. Where did you get? Where'd you find that? That's I've from our looking. friends at the GP Box, of course. Oh yeah, I wow. have. I have ordered. I didn't uh, mean. To, I honestly did not mean to put a plug in there, but that worked out great. <laughs> <laughs> worked out. We did not plan that, uh, but yes, it comes with a certificate of authenticity. And uh, guys, I can confirm. I did order last uh, year as a gift for someone a Mercedes wheelnut uh, clock, and uh, it is superb quality. If you're an F1 fan, or if you have somebody in your life that's an F1 fan, you're gonna love this. It makes a great decoration, or just as a paperweight. And I um, want that. Can I enter the contest? Absolutely. No. No, you can't. Uh, <laughs> you can call our friends at the GP box. Are there other gear ratios out there? They are sold out now. Oh, I, my I got God. the last one. It's a very rare piece. So this this guy, guys, this is a very rare find. I mean, this is sweet. I want why are we giving this away? Give them something else. <laughs> <laughs> I want that. Give them a phone case for a phone they don't actually own. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I didn't want to do the phone case, though. It's like, well, how are we gonna figure this one out? Only the top of the line for the Backmarkers F1 show fans. That's fair. That, is, that is great. I would want, uh, Can we get that for here, too? Sure. <laughs> uh, I want something. Very special episode tonight. Not only is it the Imola Grand Prix recap, it is also Selection Day in America. That's right, folks. Oh, yeah. As yeah, we are yeah. recording this today, if you are listening to this, that means we have survived. We still have a world to wake <laughs> up to, for now, anyways. So, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, if uh, you know this show just cuts out in the middle, then you know that it's all over and uh, we're done. Yeah, but anyways, so very exciting night for us tonight. But anyways, we're only talking about the Emilia Romagna Grand Prix. And no politics on this show, unless it involves F one politics. <laughs> That's right. Even then, it happens like, a lot. <laughs> yeah, we might have to do a complete separate election right. r- recap show later on. Oh, no, geez. we won't. Actually, we I'll can never do we that. can do the, uh, we can compare drivers. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, <laughs> that might be, yeah. Maybe we shouldn't do that. Be the best leader. <laughs> well, I, well, um, we already have a president in F1. Romain Grosjean is the president of the Drivers Association, a whatever it's called. President. That's right. So Romain Grosjean is the president. So all about Roman. I mean, I guess his complaints are never really heard, and he doesn't get to pass what he wants. So yeah, it works out. <laughs> <laughs> and he likes to complain a lot. Yeah. So yeah, I guess yeah, that fills it. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> So, we uh, returned to the Imola circuit for the first time in, uh, well, what was it, 14 years, almost mm. first race since 2006 that F1 returned here. A different weekend as well. It was a two-day format. So, we had the qualifying and practice just all on one day, just the one single practice session, and then obviously the race on Sunday. So, what did you guys think of the circuit? I mean, I didn't, uh, I remember this track barely from my childhood days uh, when they used to race here. Obviously, I remember like Alonzo versus Schumacher here at this track. But I didn't really know uh, much about this circuit. Obviously, the history of it, the the tragic history, uh, but also the positive history about it in terms of we've gotten some amazing battles around this track, too. So maybe let's just start with some quick thoughts on the Imola circuit. What do you guys think? Yeah, like, I remember playing it 
uh, on video games as a kid, the F1 career challenge or whatever, um, that you had like four different years of a F1 you could play. Ago. Yeah, yeah, it was, what was that, 2001 game? Um, but um, yeah, I, I don't remember too much from the circuit. Uh, I don't think I watched too many races between 2000 and 2006, that, at least that I can remember. Um, the biggest thing I remember is maybe is, is Schumacher and Montoya's incident at turn four. Oh yeah. And that's like the one, the one thing I remember there. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful circuit, really nice flowing circuit. Um, a lot like the older circuits we've seen on the calendar this year where you're like, wow, this is a, would be a lot of fun to drive. Um, I found the only difference between Imola and the other tracks we've had is that I, I don't, I don't know if I wanted this one back on the calendar. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know if I want this one back on the calendar compared to Mugello, compared to Portimao, uh, some of the new other older slash new, newer yeah. slash first time ones we've seen on the calendar this year. Um, so yeah, but it is a beautiful track. I mean, it'd be a lot of fun to drive. I just I just don't know if it's suited for F one. No, I, I kind of agree with you there. I with the other circuits, we kind of noticed there was a little bit more of a challenge when the when the drivers kind of when the drivers raced on it as well. You know, they really enjoyed it. But I find I didn't you didn't hear that much feedback from this uh, mm-hmm. from this track as much, and like I, I find it was with a lot of race incident, race incidents that weren't like as much driver related as the other ones, you know, like the other tracks we were kind of, it was a head to head race that we had almost at every corner, uh, from like the front of the race to the back. And I find this track just didn't provide it as much. Yeah. I found the overtaking was a real struggle. I mean, we really saw at the end of the race with Sergio Perez on, Mm -hmm. on brand new softs and couldn't carve through the field at all. Really? Um, and the only, we saw it even with Max Verstappen stuck behind Valtteri Bottas for a long time. Uh, and the only time he could buy him one was when Bottas made a massive error. So, um, not the greatest track for modern F1 cars. But if you're doing a hot lap or just a, a test session, I think it'd be, or, or or some cool videos, YouTube videos that you're doing on there. I think it'd be a perfect track to do that on. But no, it just didn't. I don't think it fits modern F1 mm-hmm. standards, unfortunately, because it is a beautiful track. Yeah, I think those are fair points brought up. Yeah, I I, I didn't mind it. I think I, I'd like to see it return. Um, but I do think that maybe out of the new slash old circuits that we've seen in 2020, it's probably last in terms of w- which one we'd go back to mm. first, which is kind of a shame that this was probably one of the first, the last times we'll see Imola for a while back in Formula One. But maybe like post 2022 with the new cars that mm. hopefully will be easier to follow, they might come back to the circuit. But I agree. I think what we kind of saw when we talked about the the Portimao circuit of moving the DRS zone further. You know, here we needed that Portimao DRS zone where it was moved a little bit further back. Yeah. So it would have been uh, maybe an extra 10 or 20 meters or so because we saw a couple of drivers not being able to get close enough, like you mentioned, Max Verstappen and Daniel Ricciardo as well. Although we did see some uh, overtakes there in, in turn two and three and then the Villeneuve chicane as well. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I completely agree with you. In terms of a hot lap or in terms of look watching Formula One live there would be incredible. But racing, yeah, a little bit tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, I think that's those are fair thoughts. I mean, um, the problem was like you meant, there was a couple of nice overtakes, Villeneuve chicane uh, specifically. Um, but it's funny you mentioned that DRS zone because, like you said last week, it was a little too easy to overtake. Yeah. <laughs> this week, it's like oh, they made that adjustment and changed the DRS line, and it just didn't really work. So, um, hopefully, they get it right for for Turkey. I guess they have. Well, did they have DRS when they raced Turkey last? Uh, I think they, yes, 2011. So that was when DRS was first introduced. So I believe it was still on the calendar in 2011. Okay. So yeah, okay. they, they would have experience. And, and that's a good point too. We never seen DRS around Imola, obviously back in 2006 mm. that didn't exist. So, and, and it's the problem again too, it's the first time that they raced here with these modern cars. So it's a learning curve for them. Now, if F1 went back for a three-day weekend, for example, and they had three full practice sessions, I got a feeling that the race might've been even a little bit more boring because then some of the strategies would have been more predictable. Whereas now we saw a lot of uh, the drivers on the soft tires, the degradation was fairly higher than expected. So they came in earlier, Uh, you know, Lewis was able to extend, which we'll kind of get to a little bit later on. So with more practice sessions, for example, uh, maybe it'd be a little bit more predictable, but kind of the problem with modern F1, you know, it's Mm -hmm. lack of overtaking that type of thing. But anyways, it was a nice little slice of history to to come back to. Um, So it's kind of been a nice trend in 2020. But uh, all right, getting into the the race, I just wanted to maybe quick maybe send a couple of quick shout outs uh, on the first lap for Antonio Giovinazzi, who 
a driver we haven't talked too much about this season, but a driver that has made up the most places on lap one in 2020, and quite honestly has earned his uh, place back at Alfa Romeo for 2021, so very good for him. Mm-hmm. Shot up from P20 to P14 on the opening lap, which was pretty incredible, um, and, and made some good, good headway there. Alfa Romeo eventually finished uh, in double points, but... What came a couple of corners later was the incident between Kevin Magnuson and Sebastian Vettel, which at the time we didn't know was actually a huge race incident because it ended up screwing up Valtteri Bottas's race later on. Mm-hmm. What? Well, and Ferrari didn't think there was any damage. <laughs> of course, why would they? Well, the, they, the whole there was no debris left on the track because Valtteri had it in his car. So I mean, technically, it was still on a car. It just <laughs> right. wasn't theirs. But I love how they said that they were like, oh, like we see no damage. And we could see the, the photo here. Obviously, when you zoom in and blow it up, you could tell there's a massive chunk missing. So I don't know if they weren't getting the right camera angles at the time. I'd be surprised if the data wasn't showing the fact that there was a big aerodynamic loss. <laughs> I, I want to flash back to, I don't know if this was Ferrari, but I'm fairly certain it was Kimi Raikkonen with this incident. I think it was back in 2018 when he said uh, when Kimi asked if he had front uh, when he had front uh, wing damage and they said no. Uh, sorry, they said we can't tell. Can you check? And he's like, I can tell you I have front wing damage. So probably maybe- was. <laughs> Sounds like a clown thing Ferrari would do, you know? I don't know what they're doing, man. <laughs> I, and then Mercedes, because well, even during the pit stop, like how do you not? Like, did you hope they noticed during the pit stop? I mean. It, I guess it wasn't worth the, the the front wing change, but that's a huge. It's a huge part of the end plate. I mean, the whole right front end plate is pretty much missing. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, and especially the Ferrari in terms of aerodynamic performance isn't all that strong to begin with. So Let's be real Ferrari needs everything they can get. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They do. That's true. <laughs> they really do. And then Mercedes after the race, because I mean, they're just dominating so much now that they're just having fun at everybody else's expense. Uh, they showed the the piece of Ferrari front wing that was lodged into Bottas's barge board. This thing was massive, That's huge. No wonder Bottas was struggling so much. I really feel bad for Valtteri. They're taking that part to scan it themselves. We're like, ah, we'll, we'll keep this. Like, what is? I wonder what's in the uh, what's what's in the screw there. I don't know. Like, it's a front wing. What could be? Is that adjustments? Is that is, is that where they do the adjustments? That's or? where they keep their pasta. <laughs> That's that's it. But yeah, that was uh, a massive piece. And he, I said he, he said he la- uh, ran over it during lap two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so very early on in the race. And uh, here you can see the photos of Mercedes taking out the piece there. So it was left front barge board there. And uh, yeah, you could see the mechanics extricating that. I think this was during his first or second pit stop. I can't remember exactly. But I mean, that's a massive piece to to affect the aerodynamics. I think they were saying he was losing up to around eight tenths per lap. Um, and then obviously, but to be honest with you, he was driving really well to keep Max behind him. Probably the circuit characteristics helped and then unfortunately made a mistake. But I will say when we get back to just the circuit talk really quickly, those close gravel traps and the grass runoffs make the races a lot better. So the modern tracks need more of that mm-hmm. because it pays, you pay for mistakes, which we saw obviously Bottas make. So I did enjoy that, but yeah, that's uh that's a massive uh, piece of debris there. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't I've never seen these photos of them taking it out. I didn't realize they took it out. I thought they left it in. That's uh yeah, that's I mean if you compare that, I mean that's turn your computer. Full half arm length. Yeah, I it's it's huge. This is courtesy of uh, racefans.net if you guys want to check out the full article. Jesus. Uh they just go into some more details of uh of the piece that was stuck there and as well. And I think yeah, Mercedes posted it on their Twitter and Instagram pages kind of uh Joking to Ferrari, like, hey, you guys want this back? Or <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> like, yeah, you can keep it. Keep um, it as a souvenir of our it, shitty car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mounted on the wall at Brackley. We won over Ferrari uh, for, our, for, for our eight-time world champion. <laughs> Mercedes literally ran over Ferrari this year. Yeah. yeah. Literally. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Quite yeah. literally. Yeah. Even that couldn't stop them. Oh. Yeah. Um, and then uh, another Mercedes thing, which you were talking about before with Lewis Hamilton. I mean, just uh, a nice early Christmas present for Hamilton. That virtual safety car, if I was wearing a tinfoil hat, I would say that Total Wolf made a call to Esteban Ocon over the team radio mm-hmm. and said, hey, pull over. And I kind of bought it. He just pulled over in like the perfect spot, you know? I think what? his team radio was a little questionable too. Like, ooh, oh, clutch problem. Clutch problem? There's no clutches in these cars. What are we talking about? Well, that was... <laughs> I mean, like the luck. Like... And the fact that the the VSC was so short, it was like short enough 
Delta, Delta, Delta. Just for, <laughs> just for Lewis to have his pit stop. And by the time he was leaving, the, the VSC was ending. It was, was over, like, yeah. Come on. Like, what are the chances? He was the only one that gets to pit during that time. Yeah. It was just, I don't know, it was yeah, just wild. extending his stint, too. Because uh, I get the perfect, you know, get the, exactly what you need to get, to, to keep going. Because I think it was Vettel, Raikkonen, and Latifi who hadn't stopped yet. And I was like, ooh, this could be spicy for them. Like, maybe Latifi on a, for a podium. They, <laughs> it could have been. Um, but, um, and then I like, I saw, I looked back up, and the VSC was ending. I was like, I was like, what? Was, was that quick? At, like, like right heck? as he entered, and then as soon as he exited. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. I mean, it's you make he your was own gonna luck. Win anyways, but well, whatever. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's why when I was watching it, I wasn't even mad. I was just like, yeah. I mean, what else? I just expect him to win every race pretty much from now yeah, on. Yeah, I just like it's crazy. I mean, if, you, if you, you're such a good driver that you can do it every single time, that's yeah. fucking that's impressive as hell. But yeah, it's uh, it's too bad. Uh, I was hoping other cars would have pit. Yeah, it was just so short though. Yeah, it was like it was just way too short. Just enough for him to get in and get out, and, and that was it. And yeah, it's not like I want to see Lewis do worse. I just want to see everybody else do better. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you, yeah, you want to bring everybody to an even playing field. Yeah. <laughs> it's just too much right now. It was that ninety third win, right? So ninety third, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, luck has to be on your side too. I mean, that's just perfect luck. Bottas gets damaged. I mean, he's sitting third place. And Bottas gets damaged and Max crashes out of the race. Yeah. I know that it didn't have the Max crashing. It didn't have anything to do with Lewis's finishing position. Uh, but just the fact that you have, you know, the, the two rivals, <laughs> that it's, it's a hard track to pass at. You're sitting third and everything falls into your lap. And you're like, well, easy day at the office. Yeah. I had this around my finger the whole time. He easily extended the stint too, like no problem. Yeah. Well, it's he just didn't give them a chance to say anything. It was literally like I'm extending my stint. stint don't stop me. Yeah, which is bullcrap <laughs> because <laughs> last week Valtteri Bottas wanted to switch onto the soft tires and make a challenge, switch strategies so he could make a challenge for Lewis. And Mercedes said, "No, no, no, Valtteri, no, no, no." We're not that kind of team. We do treat our drivers the same, and both of you are going to stay on the same same strategy, so you get the hard tires. I just fast forward to this <laughs> week. Valtteri stops, gets the hard tires put on. Lewis Hamilton calls in. No, 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 no. This isn't how this team works. I get the preferred strategy. And I'm staying out. I don't care what you say. And and Mercedes, not like what Valtteri did, because Valtteri suggested, hey, I want softs. And he said, no. Mercedes could have said, no, 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 Lewis. That's not how this team works. We treat our drivers equally. And you're going to be pitting next lap to go on to the hard tires. While Valtteri, is, so you guys are on the same strategy. No, they, they let him stay out. They let him extend his stint. And Valtteri got shafted. By that, and I think it's bullcrap. Are you surprised? Well, I think double standards. I think there's a difference of six world championships versus no world championships, though. Well, I know, but that's <laughs> not the point. Small details, man. It's not the point, Shaker. I'm just, Anyways, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. No, I know. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, but it's just frustrating. You're like, just, just treat treat them both the same. And I know they could, and then after saying it all, they're gonna blame it on Valtteri having damage. Anyways, the whole thing. I know. Uh, that's my rant. I'm continue on. That, that was that's uh, it, it annoyed me during the race. Yeah, the team's not equal though, but that's okay. If you lose Hamilton won't even be around F one next year, right? Maybe. So. Yeah. <laughs> Which it would be a shame. Um Would but, it? No, I'm just No, kidding. it would. It really would. Um well, he, but I wonder if it maybe takes like a year off and comes back for twenty twenty two cars. Like, I don't know. Like, uh, does he not want to like maybe maybe he doesn't want to win eight championships and, and surpass Michael. Maybe he just wants to be an equal or 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 have that debate. I like I don't know. Maybe he's getting bored. I don't wouldn't blame him if he's getting bored. It, it's possible. I, I think the issue is because no matter how many world championships he gets in this era, I don't think anyone's going to say that he's comparable or you know the best driver with those eight world you don't championships. Think? I don't think so. Really? No. I don't know. I th- like I already think he's, he's at six. I mean, he's going to be at seven soon, and I think he's up there for debate. I think, I, de- I think I think he's in saying, top three. I'm not saying yeah. he's up, not up there. And I think debate. he could be the greatest of all time. 
I just don't think every like it's not going to be you know how people say Michael Schumacher is the best. He is the number. Michael Jordan is the best. Right. No one is going to be. Not every every other person is going to be like Lewis Hamilton was and is the number one F one okay. driver. Is is what I'm saying. That's fair. You can definitely yeah. make a debate for it. Like I can, Yeah, that is basically what I'm getting at. Okay. Okay. I just, I understand that. Yeah. I understand that. I think it's more like it's just maybe heat of the moment or whatever, but it's. I don't see why you wouldn't do another year. Yeah. They're going to have the best car again. Might Maybe Red Bull will be closer, hopefully, but they won't be that close that they're going to be that much better. Mm-hmm. So why not? I mean, it's it's your championship to lose effectively next year. We know that Valtteri's been at Mercedes now for almost five years, hasn't been able to crack the code that is Lewis Hamilton. With everything you just talked about with the equality between the teammates and the strategies, it's not going to be easy for Bottas anyway. So could just be like a negotiating bargain for his uh, contract renewal. There's also all these things of like the new budget cap and everything that I think uh, driver salaries combined have to be $30 million together. Oh, um, I didn't And that. I mean, Lewis Hamilton's contract is like reported over 40 million euros, I think, or dollars. I'm not exactly sure oh. which currency, but it's a lot. It's, he's the highest paid driver in Formula One by quite some margin. So maybe that's uh, another part of it. Obviously, he's got his new Extreme E uh, racing mm-hmm. team that he's launching, but I, I would see that he probably does next year. And then maybe after that, calls it a career or who knows i don't know i, I think he'll be there next year though i think so too i think he here's my be. tinfoil hat oh <laughs> i think he's taken on max Verstappen's challenge of being in the same car so i think he leaves for a year and max goes in that seat and then he comes back and him and max are racing each other in 2022 the same in 2022 mm. why doesn't tinfoil. lewis just join red bull right now why would you want to go in a car that's gonna <laughs> to prove? Yeah. No, but you could to prove that hey, it's not just a car. Because and then, then we'll it, win the world championship. Then, then it's not a matter of car, matter of who's has the number, who's the best in the number one car. Who it just becomes, you know. Who? Yeah. If George I, I Russell th- goes to Mercedes. <laughs> I also still think that Mercedes is that just that much better than every car that you know, like Bottas on his own could probably still win the championship. Yeah, I think, I think. so too. Maybe just because the, the car is just that good. I mean, it, 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 yeah, it's, but if you have Lewis, I mean, we see Lewis, like we see, sorry, we see Max challenging the Mercedes half decently, right? During most of the races, you have Lewis and Max in there. I don't know. I don't know. Because I think, I think with him going, with them challenging at Mercedes, it's more of a fair trade, uh, more of a fair who's better because they're always going to be in one and two every mm-hmm. time. They're going to be more head to head where if you put them in two Red Bull cars, there's a chance that, you know, one of them gets last place. Shots mm-hmm. fired. <laughs> wow <laughs> poor alex i'm sorry alex poor alex i'm sorry man uh should we talk about alex <laughs> yeah so i think that was actually wrapped... just my transition oh, meeting to we, we, well yeah i think we wrapped up the, the, the mercedes talk I, I just just to close that i just would love to see them in like somewhat equal yeah, machinery yeah. going against each other it would be cool <laughs> because like which to your point shaker when you were saying that most people weren't going to consider hamilton the greatest ever it's because they need to see him against so, like yeah i mean you know, we've seen, him and raw if yeah if this was yeah five years of him versus rossberg i think yeah absolutely i think it would be different uh, I, that's a stretch because nico rossberg I, I like him but nico rossberg wasn't at the Alonso level or the Hakkinen level or the Sebastian Vettel level. You know what I mean? No, I think he could have been. I don't think so. You don't think so? No, I, I don't think, think his so. driving style was a little bit different compared to those guys. He was a great driver, yeah. but I think that when we compare, like if you look, uh, you know, Schumacher had the Alonso to contend with, the Hakkinens to contend with. He's better than Valtteri. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, by a long shot for sure. We. You know, this would be a completely different last couple of years if yeah. Rosberg was still was still in the sport. Um, but I think that Lewis just needs that really, you know, that young up and comer driver, whether it's a Leclerc or it's a. You okay there? The temp fruit fly. Is, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was getting so sick of that. Sorry. <laughs> There's a fruit fly flying around. It's really bothering us. Um, it's gone now. Yeah. <laughs> just like Alex Albon's Red Bull oh, career. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, just yeah. another fly on the wall. Yeah. So I just think that he needs uh, like that really good head-to-head rivalry um, with maybe a young gun like Verstappen to solidify it. But I, I just want to see it just because it would be extremely entertaining. Oh, yeah, I think it would be entertaining. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. All right. So we've tried to do that segue a couple times now, but let's get into it. Let's talk about Alex who Albon. He, who are we talking about? No. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the reason why this is such a big story, because obviously I think it was heading into the Portuguese Grand Prix. Christian Horner gave the interview saying that 
you know, the next couple of races, Alex is, uh, it's his seat to lose and that they're going to make a choice within the next couple of races. I believe that it was uh, up I until think, Turkey. Sorry, I think the word is sh- wording should be it's Nico's seat to gain. Or Sergio's. <laughs> Sergio would be good. Yeah, yeah too. Sergio would be good too. But now I think, Tyler, you were saying that they're going to give him to the last lap in Abu Dhabi. To- yeah, I think that's what I, I didn't read or, sorry, I didn't see the quote. I didn't watch the video. I, I don't think the last lap. He's gone. The Daniel Kvyat did better than every single Red Bull on the track. Every single Red Bull. That's true. <laughs> and it, there's Gasly, only one Red Bull left. Yeah, <laughs> technically, I guess. And Pierre Gasly has outperformed him all season. Yeah. You qualified. If, if your B team yeah. is better than your second team, your second driver. I don't know if it's a B team anymore. Yeah, sorry, it's not B team anymore. Yeah, like they're, uh, they're sister, up there. sister team. Sister, sister team. team, yeah. yeah. Um, they have but, their own name. <laughs> their own fashion, their own fashion line. Damn, Red Bull doesn't have that. Um, but they do. It's just really shitty. Yeah, no, I did read something on Twitter saying that um, Horner said that he's going to give Albon to the last lap of the last Grand Prix to keep his seat. So I, I guess they're that just extending to me it. tells me that Albon's staying for twenty one. That's what I think too. And and again, the reason why is because of the fifty one percent tie ownership of Red Bull. That to me is why they don't want to because at this point, man, like he's had his opportunities and it's costing Red Bull too much. And I, I wrote about this in the in the takeaways article from from this race too that we like Albon. He's a great driver. Yeah, we, he should be really out like of F one, but it's just he's not ready for this seat yet, mm-hmm. man. And he's been given over a year now, and he's not making any gains on Verstappen. Like, look how much Pierre Gasly grew this year. Alone, just being in that in that right. Alphatari, and like I really think Albon can do the exact same thing next year. Yeah, I really, really think that, and I think it'd be a great partnership to have him and Gasly together at Alphatari. Well, think back to when he started his career at Toro Rosso, how he great was, he was, which is why amazing. he got the seat. Yeah. So now imagine another year like that, where exactly like you said, Tyler, he can develop like Gasly did. Look at the standings. I'm looking at mm-hmm. it right now. Ninth place in the driver standing, Alex Albon, 64 points. Who's right behind him in tenth? Pierre Gasly at 63 points mm-hmm. in the junior car, B-team car, whatever you want to call it. And then again, you compare him Jeez. versus his teammate. Sergio Perez in six, he missed two races. Yeah. One race, sorry. One race. Uh, two, no, two. Two races. It was two That's races. Right. You're correct. I mean, Nico's better than, Nico Hulkenberg's better than like six other drivers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that He's is only true. race, too. Yeah. <laughs> and then you look at the, the gap between his teammate, Max Verstappen, obviously 162 points. So... 98 point gap. Huge gap, obviously. And uh, I mean, if you put Ricardo and who's in fourth and Albon together, it still wouldn't reach max. And that's the, the, the fact of the matter is, is again, when you look at Renault, okay, Renault have somewhat of a bigger budget, but McLaren are ahead, uh, Racing Point are ahead. Remember back to Ricardo and Verstappen days where they were slotting in the top six of that championship, whether ahead of maybe a Ferrari or behind a Ferrari, yeah. but they were there. Um, so I just think that it, it's time, and this race in particular was just, it was poor for Alex Albon, man. Qualifying wasn't good. Yes, it was only a tenth in it, but still, you know, he was well well off the pace for Max Verstappen, was behind a Renault, was behind, uh, obviously, Pierre Gasly as well. And then in the race, yeah, just cold tires at the end. He thought he had contact. Obviously, when you watch the video, there was no contact, just cold tires, too, too, uh, too jumpy on the throttle, and, and just spun it. That was it. Yeah, unfortunate for for Alex. I mean, I I, I feel bad for him because it seems like everything's just not going his way this year. Um, when, when things like that happen, yeah. Um, but uh, like I said, he he like you said, like I think we said this, he deserves a seat. It's just another year development would be really really good for him. I th- I think and um. Yeah, it's just like when he spun around, I was like, no, like the poor guy. Like, yeah. oh, it's the same way I felt when Russell spun. I was like, no, it's just like, ah, oh, the poor kid. Like, he doesn't deserve this. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I believe he'll have a seat next year, but I don't think it's going to be at Red Bull. Really, I don't. Know, I, I don't. The longer this goes on, the the more and more I lean toward it's going to Red Bull. Is, I think Christian Horner said it best in his season two when they went to his house. Red Bull doesn't need to be in this sport. Well, that's true. They might not be. That's Soon. also true. Red Bull does not need to be in this sport. They have so much money. Yeah, yeah. they're only here for marketing and publicity. Yeah. So yeah. that fifty to fifty one percent thigh ownership, thigh ownership, could mean jack shit next year. Yeah, yeah, it could. <laughs> You're right. 
Yeah. Oh, that'd be awful if we lost Red Bull. Yeah. Like, like it, it would be. I'm start not ruining this yeah. the sport. Like, just because they bring a lot of money into the sport. One. Mm. But two, like that's a major team off the grid. Like, yeah. what are you gonna they do won after four that? Four championships. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that'd be awful. Then we're down to eighteen cars, and we're in the even worse situation. Well, I, you know, yeah. I don't like the the direction that F one is going in in that sense, and also that we're seeing more drivers being put into seats because of financial backing. And I know we've had this discussion a million times on this podcast about you know the Strolls and the Latifis of the world. Yeah, Mazepin. But the thing is, is like Mazepin, he hasn't turned. Not just Canadians. Right. We're not all right. rich. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're not, that's for sure. <laughs> we do not fall into that bracket just yet. I'd buy an F1 team if I could. Oh, yeah, of course. I'd be racing an F1 if I could. Yeah, I wouldn't buy like a yacht or anything like that. It would be F1 car. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, but that's that's the problem, right? It's just, it's just the expense uh, needed for the sport that we go that way. But then we lose these drivers and we lose these teams. But I don't like the, the what's Red Bull doing either because apparently Kvyat is out as well and Sonoda's in, which if Honda's leaving Wait, in what? 21... Yeah, Honda's putting Sonoda in apparently. Yeah. Helmet Marco all but confirmed it. Hmm. Which means that Alex would have to stay at Red Bull. Yeah. that That's why to me, I'm like, I, I unless he's dropped out of F1, which would be a huge shock for me... I, to me, I think he's staying. Sonoda is not ready for F one, by the no. way. Like not at all. I, I was watching his F two. I watch. I watch a lot of F two. He's he's barely ready for F two this year. It's like like he's a very good driver, but he's very inconsistent. He's a lot of learning to do, and um, he's going to be a really good driver one day. But he needs at least one day, if not two more years. Well, at, in F two, I, I completely agree. And we talked about how Schumacher hopefully and most likely will win the f2 championship this year which will propel him into f1 but he, even him could use another year of f2 yeah. would be beneficial to him and the likes of schwartzman and mazepin as well yeah. but sonoda is even he's not at that level yet and no. i think putting him in at alpha towery man i i don't like that move because well honda's gonna be here for one year so what you put him in for one year and say okay one year wonder here you go exactly. Haas has all but confirmed mick schumacher for next year haven't they and then the other yes. guys for the most part, the I most think part. so. Yeah, yeah. they. Yeah. I thought they. Came, I thought it was like one of those unreleased things that came out that they've all but confirmed it, but yeah. it hasn't yeah. been put out in public. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's kind of what it is. Like, unless it's some massive like change of events that happens, but I think yeah, it's going to be Schumacher and uh, Mazepin there. Uh, but yeah, it's like it's like you said. So, are they going to keep him past twenty twenty two? And we look at Daniel Kvyat. He's had a quiet year. He's had some bad luck. Pierre Gasly is the problem. That's that's the problem right now. Is that he's done so well this yeah. year that yeah. he's cast a massive shadow over Kvyat but I think Kvyat has done a lot to improve himself since he returned to F1 a great drive here I thought that he was decisive his overtake on Leclerc was fantastic the move of the race for me and uh I think keeping him there if you're not gonna you know move Albon away from Red Bull would be the right choice but to put Sonoda in there man I don't know it's it's a kind of a head scratcher to me with Red Bull what they're doing yeah yeah and I I if you're going to get rid of Daniel Kvyat, who is a proven F1 driver, bring somebody young in, man. Like, Daniel Kvyat deserves that seat. He he did exactly what he needed to. Yeah. And we know that I think him we've all and, figured out. I don't think Daniel Kvyat's coming back next yeah, year. Yeah, I know. No, I yeah. think that would be I it for his F1 career. Yeah. That's what I think, too. Yeah, unfortunately. You can't well, come back. It'd be interesting back. where he goes, though. Yeah. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, I mean, he could go into sort of a reserve driver role. Um, uh, you know, not sure if he was going to go into sports cars or anything like that, but... It's a shame, but I just think when you look at, for example, Ferrari's driver program, they got a lot of talent coming through, and they seem to be a little bit more concrete into the plan of what they want to do for the future. Obviously, bring in like Leclerc, Giovinazzi's on the grid. Yeah. And the Red Bull Junior program, which was always sort of the big talking point in F1, has kind of just fallen short in the last couple of years. So I think it's time for Red Bull to look outside of the... Has it, though? Well, I mean, Max Verstappen obviously has been I mean, great. Unlike Pierre Gasly's resurgence this year. Right, but when you look at the promotion to the to the senior team, that hasn't worked out at all, with the exception no. of Verstappen. Well, there's Carlos Sainz, technically. I know he didn't stay in the Red Bull program. True, yeah. But there's Carlos Sainz. Uh, I mean, technically, Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah, yeah, Ricciardo, too. I mean, half the grid is Red Bull, guys. Or <laughs> <laughs> former, yeah. <laughs> Well, and you look, uh, you know, the last driver to be outside of the, the junior program was obviously Mark Webber. And, uh, you know, he did incredibly well yeah. against Sebastian Vettel. I so I thought you were about to say Sebastian Vettel. I'm like, oh, he did not do incredibly well. <laughs> <laughs> not against Ricardo, he did. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. It, it's it's will be remain to see. Uh, you know, I'm interested to see what you guys have to think in terms of uh, what's going to happen to Albon. But I just think that. Ugh. 
ever since Magello, we've been kind of talking about this, like, okay, like next race is going to need to do better. And then it's the next race. And then it just keeps getting progressively worse and worse. And this to me was just sort of the final straw uh, in his Red Bull career. But I got that. I got that feeling that he might be around next year in that same Red Bull seat. Yeah. Let us know in your comments below. Maybe we should do a driver. If if we should do a driver prediction uh, video or our 2021 prediction are we each give our, our lineup for what we think it's going to be for next year yeah how many seats are left like six three, or four? seven I thought. oh yeah that much well i guess uh, unconfirmed yeah i mean yeah. up for debate i mean right. three for four to be honest four. i think that red bull those both those red bull seats are both at the up in the air until lewis is confirmed at uh mercedes oh, yeah. fair enough yeah, that's I fair. You have to. Maybe it could be a Perez Hulkenberg Red Bull lineup. <laughs> you never. <laughs> yeah. It's just until Lewis confirms what he's doing next year, I think that leaving that Mercedes seat up in the air opens the door for so many drivers to take it. I hope Hulkenberg did win the championship. <laughs> he's could you imagine? He's awesome. German. Is German. <laughs> be worth the weight of like 200 Grand Prix or whatever with that podium, right? Yeah. And then next thing you know, just all at the same time. That'd be amazing. Oh. I just a walk off one year, and then just call it call it do a Ross for God. Ah, it's enough for me. <laughs> it's enough for me. Then start a YouTube I got my channel. first podium. I got uh, I got my first uh, championship. Championship. Yeah. I got everything I need. Yeah, I'm good to go. Peace. That's it. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll see what happens with that. A um, couple more points uh, before we wrap up this episode. You just mentioned uh, uh, George Russell, and we do have to talk about this incident. Mm. Uh, Marcus Erickson once again hit mm. uh, George Russell from behind. And flat him causing, right into the wall. He keeps causing incidents under safety cards. It's brutal. ridiculous. He's not even in the same country, I, <laughs> same continent. He's over in America. How funny! We played this before we got on the show, but was Kimmy's team radio? Oh my god! You know he's just pulling oh, up. Uh, Williams is off. <laughs> the Williams just went off. His race engineer is like, "Oh great, that's yeah. an easy pass. Like, <laughs> well done, Kimmy." <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree with you, Tyler, man. I really felt bad oh. for him. Uh, and he was sitting on like on the walls, like just like oh, just so disappointed himself. And I was like, George, George, I feel you. I want to be there. I just want to put my arm around you. Just be like, you know, it's going to be okay. It, you got your seat for next year. It's going to be okay. And uh, yeah, no, I just I felt awful for George. I mean, poor guy he doesn't deserve this. I mean, not to add insult to injury, but I mean, the internet always delivers. Yes, it does. And uh, this was uh, unfortunately made from the uh, compilation of other drivers that have had some similar moments. But I, Drivers I like, and crew members. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> poor Racing Point guy that got sent by Lance. Yeah, Lance Stroll sent him into orbit. Uh, Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> brakes were cold. Yeah, brakes were cold. It's like, whoops. I didn't. I was funny. I was pointing this out. I didn't notice the marshal was holding the soccer ball there. No, that is but, great. But he's just like, dude, leave him alone, man. He wanted to cut some time alone. Yeah, that marshal did not understand that. Like Russell wanted none of us. Yeah, he was like, no, stay away from me. Like, just let me just sulk for a minute. Like, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's unfortunate, man. I mean, I think he would have been on for maybe a point. I think uh, so. I think so. In that situation, and unfortunately, you know what I think that was though. I think that's the Fernando Alonso curse. Mm. Alonzo was there that weekend and he said that out of all the young drivers on the grid George Russell was like his his pick for the most impressive I I, I would agree with him yeah that's no, fine I, I think he's a great uh, judge of character in terms of mm -hmm. drivers but just could be the Alonzo curse could be hey George Russell Renault 2021 2022 sorry 2020 yeah 2022 no they said Pierre Gasly maybe Renault 2022 oh yeah who's yeah. who has the second Renault right now well that would make sense Ocon. Ocon. I thought they didn't confirm that. No, he's confirmed, confirmed. next year. He, got, he signed a two-year deal, I believe, with, with Renault. Just get this guy off the grid. What's wrong with Ocon? <laughs> I don't like Ocon. <laughs> oh, yeah, you don't like Ocon. <laughs> you got personal hate with Ocon. That's right. I'm an Ocon guy. I like Ocon. I do think that 2020, uh, 2021 will have to be sort of a, a make-or-break year for him. Yeah. Which yeah. is going to be tough. A tough year against uh, Fernando, but... Or uh, it could be career-defining year. Could be. Absolutely. If he beats Alonso... Could be career defining. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I just wanted to point this out because this came. Uh, I sent this to you guys, and I was going to save it for the show. Uh, I believe this was after uh, one of the first safety car incidents when the VSC deployed uh, when Lewis Hamilton came in because of the debris. But the marshals ran right onto the track while they were at full racing speed. This was before the VSC came out in the yellow fags. This is Stroll coming around. Oh, and the marshal. <laughs> What the, are you doing? Oh my god! This is slowed down now, that just a guy little bit. Died. Oh, uh, you know, oh just cleaning up. It's the not track. those guys I'm worried about. It's this guy. So you can see the yellow flag sort of coming at the end, but Stroll was full throttle, and this was the onboard to uh, Vettel 
Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, these guys are Oh dude. That's that's so dangerous. Because even a you'll see I think they did a Grosjean on board and then Latifi at the end, they were slowing down by the time they got around. Even that it's quick. <laughs> like it was, yeah, it was more stroll oh, the first it? one where like it just came out and they were already yeah. on the track where he was like, whoa. Yeah, this is from Latifi's point of view. So they've already slowed down, right, which is still yeah, pretty fast. Just saying, this looks the whole, you know, Lewis Hamilton tinfoil hat thing, just a little bit more suspicious. Oh, they sent the marshals out. <laughs> the marshals out. <laughs> yeah, at this point, is that Raikkonen or Giovinazzi? And it's there is Raikkonen. Crazy yeah. slow. He's like, whoa, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, so. that first one was probably the scariest too. Can you replay that Lance one? Yeah, for sure. I just want to see that again. Like, he came flying around there. And all these, the yellows are, there's no VSC though, is there? I think just yellow flags, yeah. I think just yellows. But he was, he's booking it. I think VSC was there, yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, he still was slowing down. Is Marshall even <laughs> looking? No, no. He's, no, he's looking the no, complete opposite way. He's brooming. That's what he's doing. He's brooming. Oh, yeah, that that's close. That was... And Imola's a narrow circuit, too. Yeah. Wow. I didn't, that's crazy. I didn't see that. Yeah. There's a lot that uh, kind of you get to see after the race that we don't get mm. uh, on the broadcast. So. Yeah, that was one. Uh, the only other thing I had, we were just uh, segueing, I guess, from George Lu- George Russell. If uh, Russell's considered Mr. Saturday, I think we got to start calling Latifi Mr. P11. That's right. Mr. What is that, like third P11 of the year? Yeah, he's in close so many times to points. And uh, yeah, another tough one. I was, I was like, uh, I was just the, the Canadian in me cheering for, for Nicholas. I was like, come on, someone also retire. Just have a small problem. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, didn't happen. I was hoping he'd get points. He he had a good race. I mean, he good finished race. ahead of a lot of a lot of good drivers. So uh, beautiful with... overtake on <laughs> you were just saying that, uh, <laughs> yeah. beautiful overtake on Grosjean there and uh his or, new best friend. That's right. Grosjean complaining again. Uh, I'm okay with it though. He, Grosjean only has a few races left. He can complain all he wants. Death, taxes, and Roman Grosjean complaining about fair racing moves. Yeah. I don't know, it was great. I just got I I'm I'm gonna miss a lot of the mate, 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 mate. mate. It was a, it was, it was clean. I mean, it's yeah. it, clean racing. It, you know, you could see it. It's just they went side to side. I think they touched just slightly, but Latifi was defending his position mm-hmm. well. And yeah, um, I thought I thought he had a good race. I mean, obviously he was within a second of Giovinazzi at the end, and Williams just doesn't have that pace just at the moment. But uh, yeah, I was I was hoping that because I think the Grosjean at the end of the race got a five second time penalty yeah. and so i saw the time penalty pop I up first i'm like oh who is it and then it said grows i'm like damn it no it doesn't work <laughs> yeah so hopefully williams could at least get one point this year but mm-hmm. um yeah i think latifi uh, a good solid race after a really tough outing in portugal i think williams best chance will be at the shortened bahrain circuit because it's a lot of uh, a lot of straights and they're pretty slipping a straight line yeah the williams so i could see them having a good shot there if they're gonna have any shot yeah, yeah, it could be. Yeah, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, and just last honorable mention, uh, Kibi Raikkonen, P18 to mm. P9. The old guy has been really having some good Man, races. He's killing it. For someone who's doing this just for a hobby. <laughs> I mean, like last race, he killed it. He's like, what are these guys doing? Yeah. They go from P20 to like P4. Uh, but and then, I loved him showing that to his like his son when he posted on social media. Him like showing like, look, this is me. I like kicked everybody's ass. I'm the best ever. Time. You know what? <laughs> I've I've got a thing where if he was in the same seat as as Valtteri Bottas, I think he would have won another world championship. Oh, I think so too. Uh, Absolutely. But. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, well, it's a debate for another day, I guess. I think he also Lewis's would not have taken any of Lewis's shit too, or any of any of any of the well, team shit. So he would have been, he would have just had his own race. Yeah, he could have. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, no, another fantastic performance by the Iceman. I mean, he's killing it. He's he's still got it. So oh, I'm, sure. I'm happy you signed on for another year. Another year, Kimmy. You got Kimmy and Alonso on the grid again. Yeah, together. <laughs> what year is it again? It's 2006. <laughs> We're back at Imola. That's right. Oh my god, what's yeah. going on? Um, yeah, that's that's gonna be a lot of fun to see him back next year. Um, I want to give a quick shout out Kevin Magnuson mm, um, because he did retire, um, and I think the team brought him in. He had migraines because of the upshifts. I mean, that must have been brutal. It had banging against. Oh, sounds awful. Um, and he was like, "No, no, it's my job. I'm just telling you that I'm in pain." If I presume if the, the lap times weren't amazing. Um, 
And he's like, and they said, oh, do you want to retire? And he's like, no, it's my job. I, I, I'm going to stay out here. And uh, eventually, I think Haas called them in, being like, no, Kevin, like, we're not going to get points. Just come in and yeah. save your, like, saving Kevin from himself there. But massive respect for Kevin. That's what drivers are, are uh, meant to be. They're not meant to have no fear. It's their job. And he said that. He's like, I don't care if I, I in the drivers survives. He was like, I don't care if I die, you know. Or, I'm not surprised. Or something like that, right? So, yeah, um, yeah massive respect for, for Kevin. Too bad that about his migraine. Hopefully he gets some, some points at the end of the year. Yeah, absolutely. And almost forgot before we wrap up to talk about Daniel Ricardo. Oh yeah, he got a, well, <laughs> he got. I was podium. just about to say, is this our last thing? Because <laughs> I'm looking at the standings right now, and we need to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, finally totally slipped my mind. See, it's becoming such a regular occurrence now. It's right, two and Second, three. Yeah, two and three races. But the Honey Badger brought out the double shoey and. Oh. Lewis Hamilton, of all people. Asked for one. Yeah. It's not even like he was forced. He asked for That was amazing. Yeah, good on Lewis, man. Loved it. I loved it. I watched the video later. and I, I watched like, it a few times. I, I mad like, respect for Lewis Hamilton. Good. <laughs> Lewis did like a full... And I thought Lewis did it out of his own shoe. No, he did it out of no. Daniel's yep. shoe. Yeah. And guys, if you didn't know, a shoey a day keeps the COVID away. Yep. So well, that's, that's all true. you got to do. COVID safe. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of bacteria in there that will help your immune system. Good bacteria. It's good for your gut that's right. biome. That's I mean, right. he's from Australia, right? There's a lot of things that kill you down there. So he's probably safe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's probably Daniel. got like anti-venom in his sweat. Yeah. Daniel's and fine. fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I yeah, like how Lewis even did the little like, oh, like, oh. Yeah, I, I also love that he was about to like toss it. Then he's like, oh, no, I, this is shit. Yeah. I got to pour it on him. Like, Yeah, I'm sure that. That's probably the only time I'd ever drink out of a shoe is if I'm on an F1 podium. Other yeah, than that, me too. Don't don't think I'll do it. Me too. Me too. But uh, no, that was awesome to see Danny Rick with a great drive. Uh, lucked in because Sergio Perez pitted. Um, <laughs> bad, really bad call by Racing Point. I wasn't sure about that one. When I saw everyone else stay. I was like, ooh, that doesn't look good. Um, but uh, right strategy call by Renault. Kept Danny, Danny Rick out there, knew how it was hard to pass, and uh, came up with a podium. A great drive by him, but a uh, good strategy call by by Renault as well. Um, oh, what? Yeah, yeah two shot, and three. It's awesome. I yeah. shot him from seventh place to fourth. Third. Standings. Oh, Third, oh and his driver's standings. Sorry. Yeah, he's right there now. Renault, or I mean, I think they're one point ahead in the constructor standings, but nonetheless, still well, in third place. The constructor standings, standings are tight. Yeah, very close. Yeah. Tight. Three, four, five, and six. Really I think. I think it's there's four of them fighting. They're, they're all like within one up. point of each other. Well, and Ricardo's flying the flag alone for yeah. Renault nowadays. Well, McLaren and Racing Point are tied for one thirty-four for fourth for fourth. Yeah, and then Renault ahead with one thirty-five. Yeah. Oh, I thought Ferrari had more than 103. Yikes, never mind. Uh, Ferrari's I, just hot trash. I thought, they, I thought I saw... I thought they were 133, and I was like, man, this is crazy close. But do, no, they're 103. Do you see this difference right now? Yeah, that's there. They're 103. <laughs> Alpha Tori might pass them. Maybe. 14 points separating Alpha Tori and Ferrari. Yeah. Well, can we make a special mention as well to the wonderful pit stop that Ferrari gave to Sebastian Vettel? Oh, my God. What are who, they doing? Vettel was possibly on actually for a, a points finish, maybe an eighth, maybe a ninth, maybe even more. Maybe more. I think he could have been on for more because at the end, Perez would have pit and he would have been behind yeah, Vettel. That's like true. He could have been on for more. He could have been out for six or f- sixth. I'll say six. Yeah. And uh, not only did they botch one tire, they botched two tires and made a 13-second pit stop. And then... The worst thing is when you see Vettel just rejoining the track and you just go, car passing him, car yeah. passing him, car passing him. Oh, car. Yeah. And then you see the Williams and then it's like, even if finished ahead of the Williams, uh, Latifi finished ahead of he uh, did. Vettel in the race. Latifi did finish ahead he of Vettel. P5 at one point. Yeah. I mean, I, I think Ferrari's out there. They just don't care about the series and they're out there to screw Vettel. Which well, for no reason. Yeah. But like, it just seems everything's bad's happening oh. Vettel. For no reason. Yeah, I think it just got worse after he did announce that he was going to Racing Point. Yeah. I think it just got worse from there. Like it's like Vettel will crash into the wall and they'll be like, "Tire data looking fine. Yeah, no like, damage. I don't looks see fine on TV. Can you drive it back to the? <laughs> yeah. No, guys, I have a brake failure. Okay, stop the car. Yeah, stop, stop the car. Stop the car. What? I got no brakes. <laughs> we just oh crash into a wall here. Yeah, jeez, that was ridiculous. Yeah, poor guy. Yeah, poor. It's Seb. almost over. Don't worry, Seb. Brighter days ahead. Yeah. All right, before we wrap up this episode, uh, we wanted to have a little bit of a, a debate, or maybe not so much of a debate, but just uh, kind of an idea that we had for a separate video that we'll include here. 
And it's a driver of the year debate. Now, obviously, we're coming to the end of this uh, truncated F1 season. Only four races to go. I mean, yeah, the constructors have won. You know, we already have a... Drivers, yeah. Yeah, we already we already have a... I mean, Lewis is winning this year. Yeah, we already know that. <laughs> We've got enough data, I think, to look at to make uh, our decisions. So we're each just kind of give our, our own opinions as to who is the driver of the year. Um, we, we're not really going to go off of any concrete format, you know, doing the fancy F1 driver rating type thing. No, this is a feeling, and, guys. Yeah, this is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a gut feeling that we're going to go with. We're voicing our opinions with our hearts today. Um, so I guess I'll start off the the, the debate and, and the roundtable, get it going. And, and I say that my driver of the year is hasn't been unchanged since uh, going back a couple of races now, and that's Pierre Gasly. And if you guys remember back actually to quite a few podcasts now ago before the Italian Grand Prix, I had said that Pierre Gasly was arguably the driver of the year, and I actually got some heat on that from the YouTube comments. I agree with that. you there. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, lo and behold, I think two races later, he went out and won in Monza, which was amazing. Yeah. So, uh, but I think that Pierre Gasly's just driven incredibly well this year. And before even his win, he was putting in consistent top 10 performances, getting into Q3, and extracting the most out of that Alpha Tauri versus his teammate, who hasn't been able to do that just yet. And then obviously it all just came to a head in Monza when he did uh, just an amazing race. Mm -hmm. uh, he's shown that he can handle the pressure. He's shown that he can deliver under these circumstances. Unfortunate in this race that he had to retire because I think that he would have been on for uh, a top five finish as well. So I think that he's just rejuvenated and reinvented himself at Alpha Tauri and has become a Grand Prix winner and uh, has become a team leader there at Alpha Tauri so much so that Alpha Tauri won him in that team. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, obviously, we kind of want him at a at a bigger team to be able to fight more. But oh, he's getting wins, or exactly a win, a win. <laughs> same same amount of win as Verstappen, right? So for me, Gasly has That's been true. the driver of the year. Yeah, he's mixed Max just really? has one, only has yeah. one win. Yeah, only one win. Yeah. They're equal. Right, so that's why he's driver of the year, guys. Driver yeah, he, of the only in Austria, right? That did Max win? Uh, Silverstone. Silverstone. Yeah, second race, or I think it was the second race at Silverstone. Yeah. So yeah, that that's my vote for for driver of the year. I think the whole uh, nineteen months that he's had, uh, you know, dating back to when he got demoted to now, is just amazing. And uh, not not just his win, but everything. When you look at the small details of his driving and how well he's uh, leading that team, so Pierre Gasly, my vote for twenty twenty driver of the year. Do you want to go or me? You can go. Okay, my very good. I I agree with you. Yeah, I don't think we any of us disagree with no either yeah, of our we, opinions. We, we but we know what our actually. I don't know what Ty, I think Tyler said he was going to pick somebody different. Oh yeah, because yeah, <laughs> I, I I did say Gasly um, as as, as yeah. my driver of the year. That's I think that's the obvious choice, uh, and and I think that's why. You, you I said chose the same somebody. Thing. I, I, yeah. Just for the. I, for, I don't disagree with any of our picks. Yeah. I think just for the debate purposes. Yeah, just for debate purposes, we have different people. Um, my driver of the year would happen to be the Flying oh. Dutchman. <laughs> the Flying Dutchman. Oh, I got it in that camera too. I Max we got it. thought this was a McLaren hat. Me I'm too. Like, Who the fuck are you picking <laughs> right now? <laughs> I thought he was reaching for the uh, the Alonzo mug yeah, first. Yeah, same, and I'm like, <laughs> he's not even here, man. Driver of the year. Didn't do anything wrong. Max Showed Verstappen. Up. Yeah, Max Verstappen is my driver of the year. Uh, I think he's provided us the most entertainment this season. He's provided us um, the knowledge on how much better he is than a normal F1 driver compared to Alex Albon and how much of a talent that he actually has it, it cause to see the difference between those two cars, I think is really outstanding uh, and shows a lot to, to the talent that Max Verstappen has. And he's only 22 years old. 23 now, 23 now. Oh, so he just had his birthday. Yeah. October. Um, that's ridiculous. I mean, when did Lewis break into these break into F1 at 21, 21, 21, 22, yeah. 21. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, like, he's not that far off of where Lewis was at, at his age. Um, so he's got a long ways to go in this sport. And I think he's the second best driver on the grid in terms of talent. Um, behind Lewis, behind Roman Grosjean. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry. sorry. Yeah. Grosjean. <laughs> um, but, um, He's my driver of the year. He's given us the the most entertainment, as I mentioned, and uh, I think that he would, uh, if it wasn't for Max Verstappen, the season would really, really be rough. But uh, he's thank God for Max Verstappen. Yeah, as, as title uh, yeah. as title for one of our videos, uh, one of our past videos. Thank God for Max Verstappen. If I didn't choose Max Verstappen last year, I would have chosen Max this mm. year. Um, but 
great choice. Thank and you. Li- like you said, he's provided us some great entertainment this year uh, from the very <laughs> beginning. Awesome. If it was, you know, it was either team ro- radios in practice in the race. There was no like there was nothing left mm. uh, left unturned in terms of entertainment for Max. Um, we'll see how the Mongol government treats it. I wasn't going to say anything. You mean uh, the UN? I wasn't going to say anything. You know, watch like they turn up to Turkey and like the UN envoy is waiting for Max Verstappen oh, at like the paddock I, entry. I, I like I co- I really wanted to not say anything with that meme we I showed to. you earlier. I just I was still thinking about uh, it. For though, Max. sorry to cut off you for a shaker, but we just have to talk about this. I was reading this this morning, scrolling through F1 Twitter just to get caught up for tonight. And I see this headline from the race fans, and I got to read it like word for word because, like I said in the tweet, we've been covering F1 for three years. This is not a headline I've ever expected to read. While you look for that, my driver of the season. (laughs) Okay, I got it. Sorry. Okay, good. (laughs) And I quote, Mongolian government urges UN to take action against Verstappen and Red Bull. We will post, or you can go to racefans.net. We won't read the whole article. Uh, This stems back to Max's comments over Team Radio at the Portuguese Grand Prix in relation to Lance Stroll. Apparently, the Mongols are very upset with Max Verstappen and Red Bull, and uh, they want him to pay. So the UN might get involved. Uh, There might be a war on the horizon in F1 with the Mongols. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we didn't talk about it, but yeah, it's... He should be disciplined. I am not disagreeing with that. He should absolutely be disciplined. That is excessive. Very much so. <laughs> what a weird headline. Yeah, I, I We even talked about the whole Lando Norris thing beforehand, too. It doesn't make yeah. any sense that he got punished and Max didn't get anything for it. So, yeah. yeah. And, guys, it's the heat of the moment. Yeah. It's... I mean, like, everybody gets road rage in a road car. Now, times that by 100 in an F1 car. Yes, it was inappropriate. And, I got, and it's... I got the fruit fly. Okay. <laughs> And it's rude what he says, obviously, and yeah. he's he is excessive in free practice. He needs to chill a little bit. He, yeah, but like, really, guys, the UN. I mean, so they mic'd up Thierry Henry uh, a few weeks ago when he when he's coaching uh, the Montreal Impact. Now, oh, dude, yeah, you hear, you know, the number one Premier League striker as a as a manager going off on his players. Oh, you would think he hates his players. Yeah. Oh, I did see that video. It was pretty yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, as an impact fan, it was hilarious. Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, well, I mean, like we've all played amateur sports. Like, if you guys mic'd up an amateur basketball Dude, hockey game, God, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you would not want to see us. Like the stuff we say off camera, we wouldn't have this YouTube channel if we said that on here. So, yeah, um, but yes, my driver Sorry. of the season is uh, actually gonna be the hat that uh, Chris is wearing, Daniel Ricardo. Um, I thought about this for a lot. Pierre Gasly is absolutely a given driver of the season. Lewis is absolutely a given driver. Like these are ones that everybody's going to choose. I chose Daniel Ricardo because we, as an F1 podcast and Ugh. YouTube channel, had written Renault off at the beginning yes, of the did. season. We did. Um, I'm looking at the points difference between Daniel and his teammate, and there's like 55 points of difference. He's in fourth place. Got two podiums after two, you know, after two years of nothing, no podium, no getting nowhere close. Uh, I think it was just a big resurgence here for Danny Ricardo, and mm. he really showed up. I'm really hoping those tattoos count as two now because he has two <laughs> yeah. podiums. They did say he's, they're not; he's not getting two tattoos, <laughs> one for both cheeks. I think. I think he said though one of the other uh, mechanics or something said he'd get one. Oh yeah. So I think. I think <laughs> it was... shouldn't the bet have been like if he gets a podium, Alan Prost fixes his nose. Like... <laughs> but yeah daniel ricardo just you know absolutely killed it and like max for stop and provide us entertainment we never thought we'd see a double shoey with lewis hamilton Uh (laughs) that's true i I never thought i'd see that that's true yeah what a year this has become right you know it started off with you know a terrible start to the year in terms of everything happening but yeah it's it's been a silly year yeah it's the entertainment Mm. in f1 the last like five six years, maybe not you know taking away the Nico Ros and Nico Rosberg year and Lewis Hamilton year, definitely up there for one of the better seasons of F one in my opinion. No, I like your yeah. choice too, and uh, it's probably it's one that I would uh, not disagree with. Yeah, um, and you know, obviously, have your say in the comments below. Yeah. Uh, maybe you had a different driver that's a driver of the year. Obviously, like Lewis Hamilton is an obvious yes. choice, right? The, we we know we know Lewis he's a Hamilton. driver. Yeah. We know he's a great driver. Lewis we, has got an open goal, yeah. and all he has to do is just walk <laughs> yeah. the football. Yeah, in. Like we, we, we know he's yeah. a fantastic yeah. driver, and that's you know you can give him a driver of the season every driver of the week, like every single race. Yes. Like yeah. it, absolutely. 
Exactly. Yeah. So, um, but we just kind of wanted to go outside of that box and uh, and look at. So, let us know who you think uh, was the driver of the year. But uh, yeah, I, I agree with all of your choices. Um, I, I think those are probably in the top three if you were to put it. Yeah. Um, and I think those guys have like brought Sergio us. Perez is definitely creeping up there. There's another one, yeah. But I think in yeah. terms of you know a full season, he did have some hiccups here and there. Uh, but, but yeah, I you know Sergio Perez was definitely knocking on the door there yeah. for for one of the drivers up there as well. Yeah, so. and maybe before this race, you could have thrown George Russell in there as yeah. well. Um, it's still in conversation, obviously, mm-hmm. with what he's been able to do in his qualifying performances. Yeah, but and um, yeah, and I think the one. You know, the, actually, the two people I would have expected all, not a lot more from, but to be definitely breaking that top three are, is both the McLaren drivers. Expecting a little bit yeah. more out of them this year as well. And, you know, I'm surprised they're not... They, they did well. It's not like okay. they had a terrible year. Uh, but it just... I was expecting them to be a little bit closer, you know? Like, Lando Norris started off really well, and he had some... You know, in the last few races, he did drive yeah. really well. That's great you bring that up. I yeah. completely forgot he had a podium in the first yeah. race. It's yeah. first ever... He started off yeah. so well, you know? So it's... Uh, it's just one of those things we were expecting, and that's why I went for Renault and you know Renault and Daniel that's Ricciardo. Fair. No, I like it. <laughs> Here's another name you could throw in: Charles Leclerc, Carlos yeah. Sainz. Carlos I don't like a lot of drivers have really good years. There's not many drivers that had a bad year. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. I, yeah, I you know Charles Leclerc made the best out of that car when, when nobody expected like, anything from it. I don't. Like, you could say Vettel's had a bad year, but I don't think that's his fault. No. Um, Valtteri maybe has had an unlucky year. I think this was a bad with, year yeah, for Valtteri. With a poor year. In yeah. terms of his last two years, I think, uh, comparing to those. Albon? Yes. Awful. Um, awful, yeah. That's yeah, one of the years you will like, want to look back uh, on. Um, like the Haases, I don't know. There's nothing to say about the Haases. They don't really have much to work with. Esteban Ocon, but. Yeah, but he, I mean, he, he shook off the rust the first half of the year. Right. Yeah. He, so, like, I don't know. Esteban Ocon, definitely, in my opinion, one of the most improved drivers from the beginning of the season. And that's coming from me. I <laughs> be careful you won't want the french government no, coming after us i don't care i said good things yeah. about renault yeah. <laughs> you balance it out <laughs> you said gas is your drive of the air it's yeah yeah all right there's a lot you could throw in there so uh yeah let us know uh who is your driver yeah. of the year um last point before we wrap up and i think that that would pretty much cover everything of this race yeah i think we this was one of our most detailed ones in terms of all the race incidents it's been over a year since Sebastian Vettel has been on an F1 podium. We oh, we would have wow. been at Mexico had the original schedule stayed, and mm. that was his last podium for Ferrari in 2019. Mm. That's crazy. Man. Disappointing. Over a year. Disappointing. Yeah. Most likely will be his last, too, at the rate that we're going at, unless some crazy races happen in the next couple oh, I of weeks. Think, oh, uh, I, this think, year. I think yeah. racing I thought you, can do Yeah. Uh, sorry, I was like, I, I thought you meant like in his career. Like, oh, no, no, really? no, no. His yeah, Ferrari career. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah, for sure. Okay. Okay, fair enough. All right, that will do it for us, guys. That was a, a good wrap-up of the Emilia Romagna Grand Prix mm-hmm. from Imola. Probably won't be back for Imola for a while, but thank you to Imola. Yep. We, uh, we enjoyed that two-day weekend. Uh, it should be a little bit of a quieter week for us. Obviously, we got a race coming up uh, the week after this in Turkey. Um, so that will be uh, a very early start time for us again here in the Eastern time zone. Um, so that will happen then. And then after that, we've only got three more races, the double in Bahrain right. and then Abu Dhabi and we're done. That's yeah, it. It's, and it's, it's three races in a row for the last ones, right? I believe so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh is it? I thought there's, or maybe out. it's three. It's, I think uh, there's one November 15th. Bahrain's a back to back and then there's a week off so like before Abu Dhabi. It might be Turkey, Bahrain, Bahrain, and then there's a triple finale. header left. Yeah. Really? It is. I think Why? the last one is a triple header. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Why? Why do you need to do a triple yeah. header at the end of the year? Triple header. Oh. So, yeah, so we got one November 12th to 15th. Uh, oh, wait, I guess this isn't a triple header. No. No. No, no never mind. Never well, mind. it depends. Well, where's that? when's Abu Dhabi? Because Bahrain's back-to-back, but when's Abu Dhabi? It doesn't say where Abu Dhabi is. Uh, it won't let you scroll. That's really stupid. <laughs> F1 website's broken. Um, oh, God. That's all right. Oh, God. No, we got to get and this the pressure, right. <laughs> the pressure. Um... I, bl- I think it is going to be uh, Turkey, Bahrain, Bahrain. What the heck? Turkey, oh, Bahrain. Oh, yeah, it is. Bahrain. Yeah. No, it's out. Bahrain, Bahrain, Abu Dhabi. Oh, yeah. okay. Close enough. Why? But it, I know. It's, it is oh, triple- I guess they want to get in before Christmas. That's fair. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right, because we're in December. Oh, it's on the 13th. Yeah. So, like, would have been the 20th if they pushed another week. That's right. a little close that's a mess. to Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And, you know, they got to... <laughs> Close off the season and go, you know, get all the stuff back. Yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, understandable. Yeah, I understand. Rough on the teens, but I guess, yeah, yeah. 
It makes sense. And then we'll have, so you'll have the end of the season. You'll have your Christmas. Mm-hmm. You'll have your New Year's celebrations. Then you're going to have to week, wait three and a half weeks, four weeks for uh, new carriers, new liveries to come out. Two weeks later, we got testing in Barcelona. Yeah, short and testing, but... Uh, it's going to be a short off-season. Yeah, I mean, don't mind. Well, like next year is going to be more of a normal schedule, though, right? Hopefully. You have, hope they, so. have, they haven't announced anything yet in terms of where they're Looking, racing or anything like that? Uh, uh, they're going to Saudi Arabia. What? Yeah, most what? likely. 23-race schedule. Oh, I think we rumor. went over this last podcast. Yeah, yeah it's a rumor. Like, Nothing I, confirmed. I think I had the same reaction. Like, what? What are you talking yeah, about? I know. I had the same Guys, reaction, Guys, I got too. another fruit fly. I'm fucking killing it. <laughs> <laughs> we nice. should go before you decimate the entire yeah, fruit fly population. Fruit fly population is not a fan of, of, of this podcast. A lot of plants down here, guys. Uh, <laughs> My dad's a big plant guy. <laughs> plant guy. <laughs> I just want to comment. I'm looking at this picture right now of Mercedes, you know, celebrating their title. Do you think they print these shirts at like the first day of the season? Uh, <laughs> I think they printed them last year. Yeah, their last they year have shirts. The next few years printed out yeah. already, you know. Yeah, they don't have that problem where they have to like send it over after. No, somewhere. yeah, it's like they had it ready, like good to go. Yep. Already got the confetti out. You know, they 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 definitely have the celebrations at the beginning of the year too. They brought them last week too, and they just didn't break them out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yep. Well, that's a cool giveaway. I'm a very cool lie. giveaway. Yeah. So head over to our Twitter, enter it there, um, and then we'll uh, we'll try and promote it as well in other channels. So yeah, retweet that, share it to your friends as well. The more uh, obviously likes that we get, the quicker we can give away the prize. So uh, yeah, go ahead and enter the 100k view challenge giveaway. That'll do it for us then. That's a wrap on episode number 96. We're even approaching 100, just like Lewis yeah, Hamilton. We're right. getting close. Uh, we'll do something a little bit special for the 100th episode. Yep. Um, but that will do it for us today. Thank you very Wait, much, everybody. Is this our ninety fourth episode? Ninety sixth. Oh, I was gonna say, are we timing this like night hit the races like perfectly? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> almost, <laughs> almost, yeah. almost. Lewis needs to catch up to us. That's right. He's almost there though. Three. I think that's impossible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At, at this point, no, it would yeah, be impossible. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we'll do something a little bit fun and special for that race as well. So yeah, thank you, Gary, guys, for joining us. We appreciate everything. Uh, check out our website, tbmf1show.com and follow all of our social channels found in the description below. Until next time, the Turkish Grand Prix, we will see you then. Take care, guys.